Listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Thanks to Concordia University Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. We are talking about serving internationally today. Yes. And I'm so excited because we get to talk with some volunteers who have served internationally. And of course, from the Office of International Mission, joining us today, Aaron Alter, Director of Short Term Missions. Aaron, welcome. Hello, thank you. Joining us today, volunteers who served in Puerto Rico in the not-so-distant past, we have Scott Proctor. Scott, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. And Drew Proctor. Drew, thanks for joining us today. Yes, thank you. So I understand this story begins with one of you, maybe not both of you. <laughs> when did you first begin thinking about serving internationally as a volunteer? Who did that start with? So I guess I'll, I'll take it away. You were given the opportunity, first of all, to serve domestically here in the United States. So my dad is Scott and this great guy, he, we, we were able to go on a trip to Corpus Christi, Texas and serve on a construction team after some, just the hurricanes that had come through and had caused some damage to the houses. So I I was fortunate enough to be able to serve with him on that and Lo and behold, an opportunity arose to go to Puerto Rico, and that's where where the international kind of began back in 2019. So that's been a little while. What do you, you were able to serve together, a father and son on this team? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. What was that like to be able to serve together to have to have have your dad or have have your kid along for this? Well, kind of funny because we've gone on three mission trips now. And we've, I mean, we've obviously flown together and all that stuff and spent the night in the same area, but we've actually never been on the same crew. So it's kind of, it's kind of, we each got our own perks and our talents. So we haven't worked together officially, but we, I mean, we've been together on three trips now, but it's still awesome. I mean, this is Drew's bread and butter. He lives for this stuff. So it's just kind of fun to watch him be there with and developing. Drew, when did you first learn about the opportunity to serve in Puerto Rico? Yeah, so yeah, we were given the opportunity to serve. Our trip was November of 2019. Pastor Tom Brinkley, we belong to St. Matthew's Lutheran Church in Esco, Minnesota. And he we we had a team with him. He was our team lead. And we were fortunate enough to be able to go on that trip. And that really just kind of sparked the interest of continuing to serve internationally. So tell us about what you knew about Puerto Rico before you made this trip. What did you know before you even stepped up to the opportunity to serve? Well, we knew it was part of the uh, territory of the United States, down in the Caribbean, a lot warmer than Minnesota. So (laughs) (laughs) you knew it was a little bit less fortunate than we are up here in the States. And that's that's all I kind of knew about it. Yeah, bef- beforehand, you know, I guess it, you didn't really know what it was going to be like. There's a lot of, oh, well, that's what Puerto Rico might be like, or this is what we might know. Oh, it belongs to the United States. So I don't want to say how bad could it have been, but it's like, okay, well, it's just part of the United States. It, it must be pretty great. It's tropical, kind of like Florida, maybe something like that. <laughs> 
What did you learn about Puerto Rico then and, and the people and the culture and the language and the, and the food, I'm guessing, as you were preparing to serve there? Yeah. So, well, you've got to learn a lot. The biggest, biggest part of it all is even though Puerto Rico is technically a United States territory, it is so, so, so different, especially the further you move away from San Juan. You really get to see that this is truly a different culture. It's, it's, it's a really in itself. It's like its own different country, totally different than what we kind of had first suspected. There is a little bit of a language barrier for some people. A lot of people do speak English there. However, some people don't understand English. And so you get that element. But as you do bring up food, food is a very wonderful part of this is you get to experience what it's like eating Puerto Rican food because it's, it's a lot of rice and beans and it's, and it's wonderful. Scott, how about you? What was, what was your experience like and the, the crew that you got to serve with in Puerto Rico? Yeah, it was, it was kind of eye-opening when we tried taking some Spanish lessons, but I am not good at secondary languages. So I just like, mm-hmm. nope, I'm just going to battle through with my English and see what happens. Did enjoy the food. Big time rice and beans fan. You know, even Drew comes home after we come back from the trips and he always makes rice and beans for a couple of weeks straight. But it's, it's a fun time. It's amazing getting to see all the different people there. Some of them, they're broken English, but having conversations with them and our crew is amazing. Tell us about your responsibilities while you were serving on this team. What were, Scott, what were you primarily tasked with? I was doing construction stuff. I had a buddy of mine. We, last time we were there, we painted the church in Mayaguez, did that the whole time. This time we got to go spend most majority of our time in Ponce and we did the sewing room for Pastor James's studio. They were having issues with walls falling down and stuff like that. So we got that soundproof stuff up there, put some drains in, did some, did some painting in some of the buildings there, cut down some pillars and yeah. So it was a little bit different experience this time versus back in 2019, which was kind of nice. Drew, what about you? What were your, what were your responsibilities as you were serving? Well, yeah, so, well, I, I've been... Uh, rather fortunate too to be able to serve four times four times in puerto rico two virtually two in person so back in 2019 there was the opportunity to teach music they had music program going on at the church in mayaguez and i was able to have students come in and assist them with there was ukulele lessons guitar lessons piano lessons some students even wanted just to sing. So it was a really great opportunity to have this outreach into the community, bring people into the church. And it was super cool to see because I've always said, oh, well, I really got to learn that music is this international language, like it's this universal language. But what really struck me is through all of this, I also taught some English classes, and that's what I did virtually two times as well over the pandemic, was even though music is this universal language, there's something that's even greater, a greater universal language, and that's just being able to share the love of God with these individuals while serving in Puerto Rico. Being able to serve repeatedly like this, how does your experience, how did you grow through these experiences? What did you learn as you were able to, to serve full times? Yes, yeah, so 
a, a big part of that is you really get to learn to have patience. Patience is definitely key when you work internationally because you are experiencing a new culture. It, it's something new. And so you have to have patience and, and learn to learn to figure out what it is, like the cultural norms, wherever you're at. But you really get to learn about your brothers and sisters in Christ because here are other people, complete strangers, who are very much, they need some assistance, they need some help, whether it be spiritually or physically. And to be able to offer just a little bit of hope has been really an eye-opening experience. Even speaking beyond just the music classes, teaching English, a lot of students are very, are very much want to learn the language and they know so much, but they are very timid. And when you can offer just that little bit of hope in them and, and give them the inspiration, the courage to get going, you can really see them blossom. So something, you know, I've kind of taken away is no matter how small of a thing you think you might be doing, you're having one of the greatest impacts on these people. Scott, what are some things that you learned about the people you were serving and about yourself? Andrew kind of hit it just watching God's work and all walks of life. I kind of get secluded up here in northern Minnesota and just a bunch of Finlanders at a church every Sunday. Like be able to go down to Puerto Rico and watch God's work down there with some people that may be less fortunate and just watching their faith grow too is amazing. Who were the people that you got to serve alongside while you were serving in Puerto Rico? Scott? We had, there was Pastor James and Pastor Adam, and then Pastor James's wife, Cristal. And you know, we had that, and down in Ponce, you had your regular couple people that would just stop by all the time because we saw, we met them the first time. So they're always at the church, bringing us little treats and little knickknacks and all that kind of stuff. So that was really, really fun to see. Drew, tell us about the people you got to serve alongside. What was it like getting to know them and, and serving alongside them? Yeah. So the first time I went down, 2019, I was primarily working in Ponce. So I got to work alongside Pastor James and his wife, Christelle. And so we got to work along with the, the congregation members as well, and lots of people within the community. And then of course, um, our team. But this last trip, I was primarily in Mayaguez. So I got to work with Pastor Gustavo, his wife, wife Ruth, and as well as Ashley and, and William. Very good. Very good. Well, we'll learn more about your service in Puerto Rico in just a little bit and opportunities to serve in just a moment. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon.
Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Today we're talking with Scott and Drew Proctor, who are volunteers who served in Puerto Rico multiple times, <laughs> and Aaron Alter, Director of Short-Term Missions for the LCMS Office of International Mission. Drew, this is, it sounds like has been a, a learning and growing experience for you and something that you seem to enjoy. Do you have hopes of continuing to serve in similar capacities? Yes. Yeah, so Pastor Tom Brinkley was definitely an inspiration for me, definitely a role model while he served at our church. It's been very neat to take these short-term mission trips. I definitely think that's something I want to continue. I, I'm looking at becoming a pastor. I'm going to be attending Concordia St. Paul next year. So I definitely am very much so want to be involved in church work. And I think um, missions, especially international missions, are something that I definitely want to continue working working with. Now, Drew, your dad said that this is your bread and butter. So what is it about serving internationally, serving people outside of your own, your own place that you love so much? Yeah, so it really, truly sheds new light because not that we my dad kind of mentioned we kind of do get it stuck in our ways up here in minnesota it's the same people over and over again not that that's bad because my god do we all we all need jesus but when the opportunity is given to travel internationally it's it's this whole new world seriously because we go to puerto rico and and uh, i'm pretty sure the the major thing that we kind of took away from this trip was versus last trip was there is so much a need to have this this christian belief the i might be wrong in this but i primarily the island is roman catholic and lutheran church especially the lcms is fairly new to the island and to see how this is kind of continuing to grow because Back here in the States, we all have, there's many different synods and stuff, but to Puerto Rico, the Protestant faith is relatively kind of new, these beliefs to go different than the Roman Catholic. So to be able to kind of spark, spark this in the people as well has been very neat. Aaron, hearing Drew and Scott's story of serving, do you have any questions for them before we get into more (laughs) of the details about how to serve in the future? Sure. I guess I'm curious, Drew, since you started serving as a high schooler, do you have advice or suggestions? Is this something you would encourage other high schoolers to do? What value is it, do you think, serving at this particular stage in your life? Because honestly, not a lot of high schoolers go on international mission trips. And maybe there's not been loads of opportunities, but I'm still curious just for what what value do you see in it just in and of itself for high school students? Definitely, definitely go. That is my advice. If a, if a high school student was ever given the option, I would say just go because it can be very intimidating. You're going into foreign land and maybe you're going with people that you don't necessarily know and maybe your belief is well i'm just i'm not that old you know what what do i know how how all these people on the trip that would go with me they're so much more advanced in their faith so much more mature like how could i ever leave an impact on these people but my advice is just go because you are going to be proven wrong 
there's kind of this stig- the stigma that youth maybe have that, oh, we're just youth. We can't, we, what, what are we? We can't do anything. But my advice is go because you're going to be proven wrong. You're going to make these friendships with these adults that go on the trip with you. You're, you're going to form these bonds that are going to last for a long time. And most importantly, it's going to impact you in, in your journey of faith. You're going to grow as a Christian. And why not? First of all, you get to travel. That, that's a pretty cool thing for, I think, a lot of teenagers is, oh, we get to travel, but you get to travel with a purpose, travel and make an impact on others. And I think seeing that you can make an impact, that will really show you like, wow, it's a good thing. Our brothers and sisters in Christ, let's help them out. Scott, what about you being able to do this with your son? Mm-hmm. Uh, have advice for families or, or parents who see their kids really wanting to do this advice for parents who, who maybe are thinking about going with them. Oh, it's, I highly recommend it. It's, it's so much fun. Like I said, this is something probably 10 years ago that I thought I would never be doing. And then after our first trip to Corpus Christi, I'm like, oh, this is, this is, this is fun. Just obviously like Drew said, you know, me hanging with your friends, meeting new people that you may not know at well, but then the relationships grow and just watching the people that you're helping, the smile, the happiness on their face. You know, I remember being in Corpus Christi, working on some houses and the owners of the house is just crying. They're so happy that you're there helping them. And it's, yeah, what you take away from these trips is you know having your memory forever. So I strongly suggest taking that time with your family and just go for it. Having traveled as a family and and served as a family, while you might have been on different crews, Scott, how would you say this is, how has serving together now in several trips, how has that impacted your relationship with your son? Oh, it's it's definitely brought us closer. And, you know, like Drew saying, he wants to be a pastor in the future here. Watching his faith grow has been a, just it's a crazy sight to see it's just it's so awesome watching it the knowledge he can he has gotten just watching him grow as a christian it's it's just amazing very proud drew how about for you how is this how is serving together with your dad impacted your relationship so it's definitely created this special bond it's it's rather unique to be able to say oh my my the special thing my dad and i do is we go on mission trips (laughs) How, how many people are able to say that? And, and here I am. I, I'm, I am the lucky one that gets to say that. And we aren't necessarily together working throughout the day, but when we get to come back and I get to see everything that he did and he gets to learn about what I did. And it's like, here we are. And we can be proud of each other. Like, oh, that's my dad. And he, oh, there's my sonny boy or whatever it might be. <laughs> um, but, you know, it really has brought us together. Here's our unique little thing that we get to do. And yeah. Do you have more trips on the horizon? I, I know you your latest Puerto Rico trip was recent, but do you have trips on the horizon that you are that you're looking at planning for? Well, I think hopefully the aspiration is to take another trip to Puerto Rico in the near future with our church. All right, Erin, are there more opportunities <laughs> like this that Drew and Scott have served on? Yes. Yes, there are. <laughs> so if if you are 
thinking about doing this with your church, similar to what Drew and Scott did. They went on a trip with a team from their church. We definitely have those type of opportunities. Ones that you could consider would indeed be in Latin America. Puerto Rico is a great location. There's also possibilities in Jamaica, Dominican Republic, Peru, and actually very soon, maybe later this week, we'll see. <laughs> I'll be I'll be posting information about opportunities to serve in Panama. And so that'll be that'll be exciting. You could also consider serving in Europe. If you are like, oh, it seems so hot in Latin America. <laughs> I sympathize with you personally. So <laughs> you could consider Europe. We have opportunities this summer right now still in Poland. The Czech Republic, we actually just marked that opportunity as full for this year, but we will have them for the coming year, I'm sure as well. So if you're one that's like, you're going to start thinking about it, but you're thinking maybe for 2024, then Poland, Czech Republic, there might be other ones as well as that at that point. Um, if you are thinking about serving as an individual, then there's a couple others that I do want to highlight, and that would be the Missionary Kid Program that'll take place this summer in August in the Dominican Republic. If you have any sort of Spanish skills, we'd love to have you on that team. Work with missionary kids. Some of them have Spanish as their first language, which is why we're looking for a few Spanish-speaking volunteers to join that team. You also get a chance to, to talk with all of the missionaries as they gather for a retreat. So in the evenings, you can chat with them about their work. It's a really great opportunity. Another one that I do want to highlight is the youth conference in Malawi. This is the first one of its kind there. Yes, very exciting. Yeah. Also in this summer, and we are looking for individuals to serve on that opportunity you basically are going to work with partners in Malawi to put on a a like a, a youth retreat for youth and young adults. It's not it's not just high school. It's it's going to span a broader broader age range, but give give them a chance to come together and enjoy fellowship with each other outside of just their own home church, interact with people throughout their church body, and the the team will basically help help plan and put this on along with them. And so we are looking for participants for that opportunity as well. Those are some very exciting opportunities. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so who is eligible for any of these opportunities? How do people get started with this process? For that, you can reach out to you can reach out to me. My email address is erin.alter at lcms.org. You can also check out the information. It is all posted on our opportunity database, servenow.lcms.org, where we put information about each of them, the pertinent dates, if there's any special requirements, estimated cost, things like that are listed with each opportunity there. And in general, if you're going to serve as an individual, you not in general, across the board, <laughs> if you're going to serve <laughs> as an individual, you do need to be a legal adult. So Drew, I don't know if you're quite there yet, but soon, soon, no doubt. 
but you do you do need to be 18 or older right. if you want to serve as an individual. Um, if you're going with a team from your congregation, though, in that case, you can serve as a high school student. And up, we say you can serve with a group from your congregation. If you're younger than that, then we do want your parent to go along with you. It's just good practice, we feel. So, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Servenow.lcms.org. You can find more information on that website to learn about serving in any of these capacities as a volunteer. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Aaron, for for spending some time with us. Scott, Drew, thank you so much for sharing your story with us about serving as volunteers and short-term trips to Puerto Rico. Thanks for having us. Was- yeah, of course, thank you. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support The Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Anywhere.